Cam Smith, about to join the podcast today. Very excited. Um, if you're listening, if you're one of the listeners, you can head over to, uh, I don't know, where can they go, JoJo? Instagram to see Cam. I mean, any given Sunday, just head over to your nearest professional golf tournament. Bam. We're excited. Um, yeah, Cam's just joining. He's in Florida right now. He's got an off week. And, uh, you know, we, we sent him a text the other day and he replied, I, I said, can you do it at a, at 9 a.m. on Friday? And this morning at 8 a.m. he said, yep. <laughs> so, so we're grinding. Morning, dude. Hey, what's up? How you going, man? Good. Sorry, I had, I had a bit of a problem with my, uh, with my headphones and the whole iMac thing. I haven't used this computer for like six months, so it was, I don't know. I didn't even know what to do. I forgot my password. I forgot everything. Dude, I, I, um, is it a good feeling to not have used the computer for six months or cause you don't, you don't, how often are you on your devices, right? I mean, your job exists out in the field. Yeah. I'm not on them that often. Um, I like to, I like to leave my phone alone for the day. Uh, wake up in the morning, check my messages. That's when everyone texts me from Australia, like midnight over here, so I'm asleep. So I check check it in the morning and I check it at night time. Would you say you're a regimented person or what is that a product of, the, the limited phone usage? I would just say I don't like my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a healthy response, right? Like, you know, I I, I also, so I've, I've enabled like a, you know, on Instagram, you can make it, uh, you can limit your usage. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And every day it's like, you've reached your limit. And I'm like, right. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do that. I do that too. I do that too. What's your it's, limit? It's a good thing. 10 minutes. 10 minutes a day. What about yeah. the PIP dude? What about the, what about the impact? I think I would just play. I think I would be better off just leaving my phone alone and playing better golf. And and if I and if I somehow get that to that place, I don't know how I would do it, but um, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure, like some players saw the. We're talking about for those of you new. What's it called? P- player Im- impact program. Yeah, I, I'm sure if you're if you don't know what that is, that's a fifty million dollar pool divided amongst ten players. Cam, do you are there players on tour that have? Um, invested like in a media person you know to like help them win that money uh, i guess so um it's it's something it's something that i haven't um personally looked into i i think there is there's definitely a lot more cameras and a lot more people running around like in practice rounds and stuff like that now than there was before so i think um i think it's definitely uh the, the pga tour i think is definitely uh you know that that's what they wanted. They wanted more more eyes on golf, and that's what they're getting by uh, by putting that fifty million up. Um, so we're recording, by the way. Just so you know, we're just we're just straight into it. Just just want to caveat that in case you drop. I mean, you can drop an f bomb whenever you want. I don't know. Are you are you? Uh, what's your favorite curse word? Let's just start there. Oh, uh, I definitely can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, is it an Aussie curse word? I know it. Yeah, yeah. There are yeah. some. There are some Aussie curse words that don't fly on other continents. No, no, you're right. I think, um, I think in Australia, almost swearing at someone is like a term of endearment. Like it's almost saying "I love you" 
or yeah. maybe not I love you, but, you know, you're a good friend or you call someone, you know, something like that. Um, and it's, you, you feel good. You feel good about yourself. The, what's that? We please make sure we cut this out. But the phrase is, uh, you call your mates <laughs> and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, whoa, 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 you just said that like at a cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, um, how, like, how are you feeling right now? Like you're, are, what are you like, where are you at? You've achieved a lot. This year has been big. You're, you're inside the top 10. What the, what, what is the, what is the vibe like for cam? I, I, my guess is it's very similar to what the vibe has always been like for you, but has it changed at all? No, no, it hasn't. It hasn't. I haven't, I haven't really done, um, much different you know I've I've just tried to get better at the stuff that I know I think um you know throughout the team we're all in a good spot we all really know what works um so it's just about getting that you know extra one percent two percent here or there um that can really you know make a difference throughout a season and I think uh we've done a really good job over the past few years of just sticking to our guns and um you know just trying to get better it's it's not about switching anything up um, you know, I've played golf for 23 years now. Um, you know, if I if I haven't figured it out by now, I mean, I'm never going to figure it out. So it's uh, it's it's very boring to be honest. It's it's very boring doing the same stuff over and over and over. But um, you know, the boring stuff pays the bills. That's it. You know, you said you said um, earlier when we were talking about the player impact program, you said, I think I'd be better suited by just focusing on golf and playing better golf. And my thought when you said that was what a smart businessman, right? Like you're going to focus on your core competency <laughs> to just fucking attack the golf course and, and get around in the fewest yeah. strokes. And, and even going off of what you just said there with like, you know, it's the boring stuff that pays the bills. Where did you learn that? Um, I think it's just, I think it's just my personality. Um, you know, my mum and dad are working class people. They did the same job, you know, their whole lives as well. So it's just kind of how I've been brought up. Um, and I don't know, I, I, you know, to, to the whole social media thing, I, I really don't, you know, I, I want people to know who I am, but I don't want them to know my personal life at the same time. I'm a very, um, I'm a very personal person. I I love to keep my family to myself and my friends to myself. It, it's uh, it's quite uh, selfish, I guess, but that's just that's just who I am. And um, you know, if if someone meets me, I want them to meet me face to face. I don't want it to be through social media. And um, yeah, that's just how I am. I like that. You, I know when we met um, and we played the at Riviera together, like. I think you can kind of, I, I, I'm going to just maybe like uh, draw an assumption here, which is kind of like there, there are, there are two types of people kind of, right? Like, especially in the world of what you're talking about, of being, being known, but not knowing people. Right. And, um, we talked a little, a little bit about yeah. this last week, um, with regards to Phil, which we don't need to get into today. I'd rather not, but, um, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm sure you feel the same way. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, there, there, you, you do strike me as a person that's like, um, normalcy is important. Yeah. Right. And, 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 you know, what does that mean? Like, is that, a, I don't even know if that's an actual question. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess, um, normalcy is what you get brought up doing. Um, my, my life, uh, you know, I've been, a, I've been on the PGA tour now for almost eight years. Um, it seems like it's flown, but my life hasn't drastically changed a whole, a whole deal. I mean, I, I definitely spend more time, um, in the U S now. Um, and I'd love to get home more, but that's just, that's the, that's literally the only thing that's changed. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I like to do, I like to go fishing and I like to do all that stuff off the course. I think that keeps me sane. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing. <laughs> it, my life hasn't changed at all. It's just, uh, I'm playing better golf. Can we go back and, and would you, can you tell me a little more about growing up, your parents, like what life was like? Because as, as since the last time we spent time together, I feel like I've changed a lot and I'm now kind of like, fuck, I don't, I wish, I wish some of the things, um, well, I guess when I'm, when I'm like sitting here with you, like you have a very, I'm almost like, are you a medit? Like, do you meditate a lot? Are you like meditating right now? You seem very just like comfortable and <laughs> in the moment. And I just kind of want to get into like how, how that all began for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know, uh, just a, a Brisbane boy that grew up, I, I guess, a pretty normal life. Um, Mum used to work five days a week. Dad was working five days a week. Dad used to work, uh, like, really early in the morning. He was a printer. Um, so he used to work, you know, 3 or 4 a.m. in the morning and then work till 2 in the afternoon um, and come and pick my sister and I up from school go up to golf and repeat the process for about 12 years that was our that was our upbringing of course we you know had had we we had some uh you know great family times and friend times you know on the weekend but um during the week it was it was all about work and and golf and school when so he he uh, made it was printing the newspaper i'm assuming uh not necessarily the newspaper but stuff like that i mean it's it's all the printing's printing <laughs> the decision to like start playing golf and i i imagine you probably talked about this a bunch so we can cruise over it but the decision to start playing golf in the first place where did that come from my dad he's a absolute golf nut he still is um he still goes up to golf you know four or five times a week with the boys uh loves having a beer on the weekend playing some golf um yeah, he's he's just a he's an addict. He loves it, and you know when I was real young, I used to follow him around uh, the golf course. You know, nine holes in the afternoon or whatever it was after work, and um, that's where I guess my love of the game uh, really came in. So as I'm as I'm kind of, what's your dad's name? Or you can, if you want to be secret, we don't have to say it. But Des Des. Everyone knows him now as Cam Smith's dad, <laughs> right? Is that is that funny to you that? You grew up with Des, Dad, and now I'm. I just have to know, right? I, I feel like I've. I feel like, in the entire neighborhood, it's just like, yeah, this is Cam's dad, right? <laughs> like, are people like? I don't. But it's also, you know, Australia f functions like there. Are, it's it's community based, so it's it's probably just very natural anyway. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I, I I really don't know. I'd have to ask him to be honest. He doesn't. Um, I I mean, he doesn't talk about that stuff at all. When I'm when I'm calling dad, it's about uh, you know what I've caught this week on the boat. Um, you know what what length I'm cutting my grass at. You know, it's it's never about golf. Never ever about golf. So really, I, yeah. I just think that's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there will be there will be times where you know, dad, you know, dad's very humbling. Sometimes he'll be like, "What the fuck did you do on, you know, fifteen or something?" When I've made a triple or something like that, and I'm, and then, but uh, yeah, that's just that's just how he rolls. I could imagine like it would be kind of funny because like dad was your Des Smith was your first golf buddy. Yeah, correct. So like I could just imagine that conversation changing. Like in the beginning, he's like, "Hold the club like this." Yeah. And then after a few years, he's like, "Great birdie," you know. And then yeah. it's like, "All right, we're gonna get ready for the tournament." And then all of a sudden, now he's like, "A uh, great putt at uh, Kapalua <laughs> to win." And you're like, yeah. "Yeah," you know. It's kind of, it must be really magical. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't take advice off dad anymore. <laughs> those those days are gone. <laughs> I, I think I think it was about probably I think it was about probably sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, somewhere around there where it went from dad teaching me how to react, how to play golf to now now I'm gonna tell you how to play golf because I know more than you <laughs> I still think that he what, uh... he still likes to think that he knows more than me, but I know that he doesn't. I just know. But he'll still tell Dude, me. What's he working on now? What oh he's still he's still got tips for Cam Smith. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's still got tips. <laughs> what's what's the last uh swing tip he gave you? I don't know. Uh he he was when when I was young he was really big into like complete your backswing. That was his like that was his go to. And I think that's I think that's kind of helped like I still think about that today. Um you know, whether it's, uh, you know, just with my coach, it's something that we've always worked on, like getting a full turn, maybe like feel like a, a bit of a pause at the top, you know, get the body in hands in sequence. Um, but, yeah, it's it's something that I guess he was right on. I can say that. <laughs> I think he'll, I think he'll, I think he'll like that. Yeah, it is. It, it's, so, and what's he working on now? What are you helping him with in the game? Uh, he doesn't. Like when I go when I go back, he actually spent a little bit of time over here last year, so we we're spending a lot of time playing golf, um, you know, chipping in the front yard and stuff like that. And I'd give him tips here and there, but he's uh, dad's always right, you know, he's always right. So it, even even if it's even if it's a a little tip here or there, with he struggles, he really struggles with his chipping. He actually hits it quite good, um, and I think as as he's got a little bit older and he's seen a little bit more bad shots around the greens, he starts to get a little bit tight. So, um, yeah, I just tried to help him with that, but, uh, he always goes back to his old habits. Anyway, that's everyone though. Everyone goes back to their old habits. Just to zoom out here, um, for Cam Smith, uh, everyone struggles with their short game, right? So we got, we got to, we got to just look at where the information's coming from, right? You can't, I, when we played together, you had four fucking lob wedges. Yeah. And I was like, why do you have four 60 degree wedges? And you're like, well, in case the turf is like this and in case the wind is like that. And I was like, okay, I just like, I'm trying to just like kind of get the ball to go left. <laughs> um, wait, I really, um, I, I, 
I know that you like to keep your personal life private, but I would personally like pay a ticket to watch the show where Cam and Dez go on a golf trip to Barn Boogle. Yeah, I would love that. Um, I don't know. I don't know how Dad would go around around the cameras and around people. Like I've always, I've always kind of asked him if he if he wants to play a pro am or something like that. Just trying to hint, and I, he's never been keen on the idea. Um, a funny example is we were at Augusta and it was our first time there, and we played the part three. And you know how everyone gets their caddies or you know wives, girlfriends um, to hit the shot on the ninth the last hole and I was like dad you got to hit a shot and there's like 5,000 people around the green it's only like 130 yards I'm like dad this is like every day it's like our 10th hole at the course that we that I grew up on and he just couldn't do it couldn't pull the trigger um and the next year my sister wait, wait, he... what was that Wait, he wouldn't take the club in his hand no. or he he stood over the ball and couldn't do it. No, he he just couldn't take the club, couldn't get him to put the tee in the ground, nothing. He didn't he just didn't want a bar of it. Um he was like I'm not doing it, not doing it. Yeah. My sister the next year caddied and I was like, "Mel, you got to one up dad. You got you have to one up him. You just have to hit a shot. It doesn't matter where it goes." My sister's like 80 pounds dripping wet. And she's using clubs that have like star pickets and like they're they're heavier than her, and she like pulls it <laughs> left, yeah. But uh, but at least she hit a shot at Augusta. She's got that up up on dad. So that feeling that your dad had that made him feel like I'm not gonna do this. I think I think um, you know we all have had that feeling in our life. Whatever it is doesn't matter. We can call it whatever we want. When have you had that feeling most poignantly in your life on the golf course? Hmm. That's a yeah. That's a uh, that's a great question. Um, I would say like my first, you know, really big event, like maybe my first major or something like that. Um, maybe the first tee shot at Augusta, my first time there. Um, I, I yeah, I actually remember that one quite vividly. I was like, it's it's a three wood every day off Augusta, you know, off the first hole at Augusta for us and. I remember telling Sam, my caddy, I was like, just give me driver. I just need something big to look at. Like, I was just shitting myself. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I was blacked out from there. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what a moment, right? Like, that first tee, it's so familiar. Uh, yeah, that's got to be like, that's got to be a thing that, you know, I think about death a lot. So when that, that could be one of those things that hits you right before you go, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, have you ever taken acid cam? No, never done drugs. Really? Never, never. Oh, ever. Right. We have talked about this. Yeah. Um, do you know of any tour players that have taken acid? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know about acid. Acid's pretty trippy, isn't it? We want to make a video where we take like a five handicapper better and give them acid and then watch them play Pebble Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be good viewing. I think I would want to see that. I've I've always thought it would be good viewing. Yeah. I always I have always thought that it would be really good viewing for this like the PGA tour to have like a 
a standard golfer, like a, I don't know, what's standard? Maybe 10 handicap, something like that. Standard's like a 12 or 14 handicap. Yeah. 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 So like a 12 handicap, put him at the end of the field by himself and just see what he shoots around around the golf courses we're playing. That would be fun. Just for reference. So that's what, that's kind of like, that's the premise of our breaking series where I go out and play. It started off with major championship courses, but we've, we've loosened the rules. And so basically I go out and as a six handicap, try and break 90. And there have been times where I've been in the hundreds, you know, I played Kiowa and um, just got totally, totally hammered. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, golf isn't getting any easier either. Whoa. That's a t-shirt golf. <laughs> it ain't getting easier. No, it's not. It's really not. It's not. Do you, uh, I've, I feel like we asked some of these. I've got a couple of questions from the community that I wanted to ask you. They're, they're kind of fun. Um, uh, Club Soda and Lime asks, Cam, what's your favorite fruit? Club Soda and Lime. What's my favorite? Yeah, that's the handle. Mm. What's my favorite fruit? So, so the, the person's avatar. Oh. Oh right, I guess is. you. I this guess is a tough you. one. Um, yeah, I would say maybe orange. I really like a good orange, but it has to be fresh. You know, you can't have like if you get a bad orange, I feel like it sets you off, and you're off oranges for like two months. So, um, can I hear a little more about like um, what what differentiates a good orange from a not good orange? I think like a good orange has to taste like orange juice. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, sweet and juicy. You know how you know how you have like a freshly squeezed orange juice, and you're like, "That is the best thing I've ever tasted in my life." That's that's what a good orange should taste like. Orange juice is like one of my guilty pleasures. Like I'll eat French toast for days before getting a glass of OJ. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love a good. Thing. I I feel like it has you you can't you can't just buy orange juice like i don't like orange juice you just buy at the supermarket and bring home i don't like that it has to be like yeah. tropical <laughs> so yeah because the thing about the thing about the fresh squeezed oj too is can we just talk about the price it's like you go to a restaurant you get fresh squeezed oj it's like eight dollars and i'm like yeah. well, it's a glass <laughs> <laughs> it's so expensive so you don't exactly. you don't you've never done drugs yeah. do you drink Yes. Okay. Can't you tell? <laughs> Already, huh? <laughs> uh, we actually, we actually went. Uh, my sister and my mum and I—they're over at the moment. Um, my girlfriend and and my neighbours actually. We went down to watch uh, the Tampa Lightning and the and the Penguins last night. Chill. So that's that's why I'm a little bit a little bit uh, feeling it this morning. But it was good. Do you watch a lot of hockey? That was my first game. I'm completely hooked. I, I mean, that was that was the most epic thing I've ever seen. My my neighbors are, are Penguins fans, and I like I'm from Australia. We don't play ice hockey. I've got no one to go for, so I'm like, I'll go for the Penguins. Um, it was such a cool game. I loved it. They they were just like fighting randomly. I mean, the shit's awesome. It it always does. I went to one hockey game. I got a last minute invite to uh, see the Kings play at the Staples Center, and it was like on the glass. I was shocked. I didn't know what to expect, and um, 
Actually, you know, you might know David Woods. He's the pro out at uh, Vintage Club in Palm Springs. Great coach or whatever. Anyway, um, yeah. so we go to this game. And did I don't know if they did the thing by you, but when, when, um, when the Kings would score, the, all of the lights in the arena turned off. And the only light that remained was a red spotlight that showed on the goalie who just got scored on. It was like a shame experience. Like, like, and and they even, they sounded a horn that was like, and I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was epic. I I really didn't know what to expect. I'd I'd watched it on TV before and I thought it was really fast and looked kind of fun. So we just did that, but it was, it was awesome. I loved it. My new favorite sport. When you so I'm really into Formula One, and whenever I watch Formula One, I always think about what I would like to see the golf version, right? Like, like how could golf on TV? Because you talked about I'd love to have an amateur play at the back. What did anything leave you from the the watching the hockey game where you were like, man, it'd be cool if this could happen in golf fights? Mm. We we actually spoke about that on the way home. We we're like, yeah, fighting, <laughs> like just randomly fighting on the tee before we hit off, like. That would just be. <laughs> I don't think golfers have it in it, but there might be a few guys that do, and it it could be fun to watch. Yeah, like all of a sudden you realize like so and so does have metal spikes, and that is one of their threats. You know. <laughs> uh, I was thinking like heckling would be kind of sick. Like if heckling was not only legal but encouraged, like. The only thing, the heckling thing with Bryson got me bummed out. I'll be honest with you, like calling him Brooksy, like that, that bummed me out because it just felt really passive aggressive. Yeah. Did you care about that? Um, not particularly because it wasn't happening to me. <laughs> um, I love it, dude. You're just a head down, ball forward guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I try not to get into the, all of that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm at the golf course for one reason. That's to shoot the best score I can and. I mean, all the other stuff is just noise, you know. It's incredible. It really, it really is noise. You know, it's funny because we like, we 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 choose what we put value on, you know, in our lives. And I think what the more things you put value on, the more confused you are, the more stressed you are. Like, I think I'm going to set my Instagram limit to ten minutes, like Cam. See how that goes. <laughs> It's tough. I mean, there's, there's, you know how it gives you like the, the thing as well. Like once you've hit your limit, it's like, do you want another 15 minutes? And then like, I'm like, Oh, I've got nothing to do for 15 minutes, but I'm going to say no. Cam, I just got done watching, um, for the second time game of Thrones. I'm, I'm wondering if you've seen the show. I, I watched the first two episodes and I was like, uh, I don't know. It's just not for me. I'm not into like the medieval stuff. I, okay. I've watched Breaking right. Bad like a hundred times. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched it. That's that's unbelievable. And Homeland, I love Homeland as well. I just couldn't get into the medieval stuff. I hope this doesn't come off as like an insult, but I could see you in Breaking Bad. Does that does that sound does that resonate? <laughs> like like I could see you as a character, just like kind of grinding, <laughs> just focused. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I'd be in Breaking Bad. That's actually a good question. Um. Yeah, I've I've got no idea. Maybe like Walt's side man or something like that. I would, I think I would be good at just the down, you know, head down ass up guy. 
I saw so I saw the pilot for Breaking Bad, and I never watched beyond that. But I know that I was like, this is an incredible show. So I'm just kind of waiting, and I am hearing more and more people are watching Breaking Bad now. Mm, it's incredible. You have to watch it. Like I've I've been I've been away at tournaments, and I've already watched the show, and I'll just be like up at because you ha- it's like one of those shows you just have to keep watching. Like the. F- the first time, the first time I ever watched it, I remember I was in like Jackson, Mississippi, where there's really not much to do. Um, so I was, I was in the hotel room after dinner and I was watching Breaking Bad, and then it got to like 3 a.m. and I'm like, holy shit, I got a, I got a 7:30 tea time. Like I need to get to sleep. Yeah, but it's, it's epic. I love it. I have to ask, how did you play the next day? <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember my last round of golf. I honestly can't. I I couldn't tell you what happened on the fourteenth in my last round of golf. No. Interesting. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a big like believer in. Okay, that's the best I could do. Next, you know. <laughs> well, sometimes I wish I could do better. Next. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to go to a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back, everybody. All right, folks, Every Plate. Every Plate is America's best value meal kit. While most meal kits come with a premium price tag, Every Plate offers delicious dinners that won't break the bank. Think of it this way. One meal from Every Plate is about the same price as a cup of coffee, maybe even less. Try Every Plate now for $1.79 per meal. By going to everyplate.com and enter the code EALSHOW179. Oh, I get it. $1.79. EALSHOW179. Get started with EveryPlate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code EALSHOW179. So give yourself and your wallet a break. Look, your wallet needs to eat too. So, you know, what? No, your wallet doesn't want to eat. Whatever. Anyway, you take a break with that wallet on EveryPlate. Enjoy delicious, affordable meals. Delivered to your door and ready to go in just six simple steps. I got the burger, uh, cooked that up. That was that was pretty good. The the bun was actually surprisingly delicious. You know, it's all about the bun when it comes to the burger. Every plate knows about the bun. Look, we all know meal kits are everywhere right now. The thing that sets every plate apart is its low price point. $1.79. That's why it's in the promo code, folks. EAL show 179 at everyplate.com. Get it in your dish and give your wallet a little break while you eat. All right, folks, Coinbase. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a lot of coin and a lot of base. I use Coinbase personally, and Coinbase wants you to know that for a limited time, new users can get $10 in free Bitcoin. That is, how much Bitcoin is that? It's like point nine zeros and a one, but it's still free, and it's still $10. But when you transfer it to Bitcoin, it becomes Bitcoin. I don't know how it works, folks. Follow me on Coinbase. Imagine if you could follow people on Coinbase. That'd be so weird. You're like, wow, they lost a lot today. Uh, or they made a lot. That's why we use Coinbase. I'm on there to make money, folks. I have been rocking up through Coinbase for uh, I'm on I'm on my second year now, and I love it. I got I got Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, Ethereum, Filecoin. Um, anyway, you can go to Coinbase.com/slash/eal-show for ten dollars in free Bitcoin. I'm not going to make stock picks, but I am going to tell you I got EOS, Orchid, Cardano, Cartesi, Ethereum Classic, iExec, RLC. I don't even know they got everything on there. The offer coinbase.com slash EAL show for $10 in Bitcoin is available for a limited time only. So sign up today. That's coinbase.com slash EAL show. Um, here's the thing with Coinbase. Uh, 
you know, it's not as complicated as you think. It's it's a really safe crypto wallet. It was recommended to me by my friend Landon, who uh, knows his shite. So uh, it's a wallet. It's legit. And uh, you're going to love it. Who do you go to on tour when you want to talk about something <laughs> that you need them to lock up? You know what I mean? Like, you want to say something that they cannot share. Ooh, I don't know. Probably my caddy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's actually the best answer. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Of course you wouldn't tell a competitor. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'd be like blackmail. They'd have you up for blackmail like you'd do anything. I don't know what I would tell them, but... Um, so, okay. I... I um. I don't know. All I've done in my life is um, I went fly fishing once and caught like 10 rainbow trout in an hour nice. in like some remote lake in Wyoming. I'm jealous. T get me into fishing. Like tell me, tell me, sell me on it. Like tell me about it. What's your deal? Like get me specific into it. I think my favorite thing about fishing is just being out there with a few mates, um, having a couple beers and trying to catch some fish. I mean, there's, there's really not much to fishing although i'm completely addicted um i've got like i've got all the gear and basically no idea at the moment but um i'm i'm working on it i love it um i love going out um trying to catch big fish wherever the big fish are is where i'm gonna go so so define big i don't i don't know i think it's it's um I don't know. It changes kind of all year round in in Jacks. Um, like at the moment, it's Wahoo, it's Wahoo season basically, and they get up to like 120 pounds. They're big. It's bigger than your sister. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but you know, sometimes it's just nice being in the creeks, uh, doing some fly fishing for some redfish. Um, I think there's. I think um, fly fishing is very like. Did you feel like you were like almost doing like poetry when you were doing it? Like you have everything's just like in motion. Um, you have to do everything right to land it exactly where you want it. I don't know. There's something. It's almost like golf. Like you're just trying to hit the perfect shot, and then you know something something has to happen right for it to go in. But you know, other times it doesn't. Wow, it really is actually fly fishing specifically as you describe it. It's like there's a body movement that has to occur that in, that involves practice, technique, um, you know, yeah, subtle movement. Wow, maybe it's fly fishing. <laughs> maybe we're headed there. <laughs> I mean, I would go on a fly fishing trip tomorrow if it was, you know, if it didn't interrupt my schedule, but. Um, yeah, I, I definitely want to do like that whole like Wyoming, Montana area. I want to do that. That seems so peaceful. Um, well, let's find out when you have a gap in your schedule. We can. Uh, I'm pretty sure we know someone at the Yellowstone Club, and uh, we could play <laughs> golf and go fly fishing. Like that'd be a fucking blast. Perfect. Yeah, that'd be unreal. I'm not kidding. Like I'm not just. Some people say shit like that. I'm not just saying it. I would go. And you'll take I would... acid. <laughs> I don't know about that. Fly fishing on acid. <laughs> like, can you just imagine? You'd just be like, 
Oh my god! You'd probably catch the fish and have a very different reaction. Like you'd pick up the fish and you'd be like, "That would be another good show." <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We just kind of start making all like just own like I mean it's stolen from Vice, but whatever you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about um. You have a pet. You have a dachshund. Is that true? Yeah, I have one. Uh, I have one at home in 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 Brisbane. I haven't seen him for a couple of years. Mm, poor fella. My I sister looks that. after him, so he's he's in good hands. When are you going to go back? If uh, if at any time I have a few weeks off and um, I don't have to test, I'll I'll go home. But I'll, I'll definitely go home at the end of the year. I I don't want to go home during the year during my season just in case i get it and then i am stuck there and i don't have i I can't do any practice and then i would come back for an event and you know uh it's just another situation i want to put myself in but um yeah if they if they do that i'm i'm on the first plane out um yeah i can't wait to get back dude it's been i don't know i guess it's i guess i was there for the president's cup yeah that's when i was home last as well so it's been a long time that was a bit of a moment. I remember that shit, dude. That was wild. Do you think back on that memory much? Um, yeah, occasionally it was. It was definitely. It was maybe the best week of my life. Um, you know, being uh, in the international team was always a goal of mine. Um, as soon as I turned professional, I wanted to do that. I think. I think just because the U.S. is so dominant, and I wanted to make, try and make a difference. Um, and I wanted to be part of that. Um, and I think we're heading in the right direction. I think, um, you know, there's lots of good players coming from everywhere around the world now. So I think our chances are getting better and better. And uh, we almost had them there down in Melbourne. Um, it was such an epic week. But, um, yeah, just didn't, just didn't quite finish off the fairy tale, I guess, for a lot of people. I mean, you did your part. <laughs> I played pretty good that week. I think I was so I was just so amped up. Um and playing an individual sport, we really don't get to play for each other very often. Um and, you know, being Australian team sport was a you know, a really big part of my upbringing. I, pl- I played rugby league and cricket. Um, you know, basically whatever we could play with the lads growing up, we were playing, so um it's so cool to be in a team environment. <laughs> I just remember watching those matches, and for some reason, I uh, in the Ryder Cup, I want Europe to win, and in the President's Cup, I want the international team to win. Um, what's wrong with me? I don't know. I mean, I love America, but, uh, you know, uh, the truth is, like, I kind of love the international players more. Um, what, what, what was happening down the stretch with JT? Like, where, where was your head at? Because, I mean, you've got the home field advantage, right? But you're... You're coming in as an underdog, right? Mm. Um, are, you, are you like whatever? If I win, I win. No, I wasn't. I would. I would have. That maybe was one of the only times I think where I would have been really disappointed in losing, or you know, giving my giving my best effort and and losing. I think I would have. That would have made me. That would have made me sick. But um, you know, most of the time um, I'm out there trying to do my best. It's different. It's it's just so different when you're playing for someone else so I don't it's it's hard to describe um but yeah it was it was an epic uh you know I was a couple down through 
three or four holes and um the internationals on the last day didn't we we all didn't get off to the best start um and there was a lot of matches down and um yeah just had to keep doing my bit and you know got away with the win there but um yeah just needed a few more things to go our way on sunday and and we'd have the cup so you've how many times had you played I, i'm curious to know because royal melbourne um two golf courses right east and west um only rare occasions does it function as it did for you that week in the composite course what was your experience before playing one of the courses and or how many times had you played the composite course in your younger years um i played it once for aussie masters i think um it was slightly different routing but uh played it played it once um i don't know those those golf courses down there as you know are just unbelievable they're unbelievable i i just i just love how creative you have to be you know they're not overly long there's a lot of irons off tees um there's a lot of hazards um and you just have to hit the right shot there's the only way to get close to those holes is to hit the right shot there's no like uh, I just hit a draw, so I'm going to hit a draw in here and hit it to six feet. Like I feel like we play golf courses like that all the time. Um, yeah, it's 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 so cool. It brings out everyone's creative side. I know the the US boys loved it. Um, you know, obviously us boys loved it as well. But I feel like every time you play one of those courses, I was actually just talking to to uh, the superintendent at Sawgrass yesterday about this. Um, Every time you play one of those courses in Melbourne, it becomes your new favourite. So if you went down, if you went, if you went down for a boys' trip, just saying you played six of them, the one that you played last would be your favourite, I think, because they're all just so good. Totally. Like every time we go down for a tournament there, it's like this is my new favourite, and then you play there two years later at a different golf course, like you might play Victoria one year, and then two years later you play Metropolitan. And you're like, nah, this place is better than there, but it's it's just how it is. They're all they're all just so good, dude. Your um, your wedding. My, I'm like, my, I'm starting to drool just thinking about how fucking good the golf is down there. Yeah, it's unreal. Yeah, there's a lot of good golf down in Melbourne. So you just talked about kind of um, liking the challenge, right? You're like, you know, there's a lot of courses that seem to be plug and play for someone of your skill level. I can see that, right? You gotta. You got a, a fast green that's smooth, pretty soft. You can just dial it up and just throw it to the pin and, you know, not so soft down there. I'm thinking about um, the course that you've won the most on, on the PGA Tour. How do you, what do you, do you what do you think of that course? New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like that golf course, um, obviously. Um, it, there's something about it, I think. Um, that really suits my eye. Um, I've always loved Pete Dye golf courses. I think they're so, um, I feel like when you play a Pete Dye golf course, you walk off the course every time, no matter what you've shot, thinking I could have had six shots better today. And no matter if you have 64 or you have 74, I don't know. It's always, it's, they just like beat your brains in. There's always like some weird, some weird hole or something weird that happens. 
I don't know. It's it's so unique to his golf courses. It's it's insane. For our last few breaking series, I, we did we did um, Kiowa. I think I shot a hundred ninety nine. I think I was happy to shoot ninety nine. And then we did uh, ACC in Austin on Monday for the Dell match play that uh, that I shot. Oh, I can't say that. You got to bleep that out. And we're gonna go play um, TPC. Is it? It's TPC Louisiana or TPC New Orleans? Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go play there. It's it's really good. It's really good. I think um, they they redid the golf course maybe twenty uh, twenty. Uh, so it was it was a fresh golf course for us last year, and it was really firm and fast. We had really good weather, um, you know, which which suited us, Leisha and I. We grew up on playing golf courses like that, so yeah, we knew we were in for a good week at the start. So team play event, you guys met first when? How old were you? When Leisha and I met? Yeah. Um, I think I was maybe fourteen. Um. And I got a spot in the Aussie Open, and uh, I had a practice round with Leash, and he was he was on tour, he had done well. Maybe he had just won, maybe he had just won like an event, like the Travelers or something, really early on um, in his career. So I thought that, you know, I was nervous to meet Leash because he was someone that I looked up to, and um, you know, now he's now he's one of my best mates. So it's it's pretty cool how that's transformed. But uh, yeah, we've known each other for a while now. Is there more than just shooting low scores that helps you guys to, um, you know, succeed? Um, I think we just had such a good time. Um, the golf, it, it wasn't definitely wasn't secondary, but there was, you know, we had a lot of fun off the golf course. We we all stayed in the same house together in downtown New Orleans. We were walking around every night, um, you know, having a beer, having some dinner. Um, it's just a really relaxing week, and then, um, you know, I feel like we our game our games gel pretty good. Um, Leash is a really good iron player, um, and if somehow I was able to hit the fairway, I knew I would always have a a good look at birdie. So, my job that week was to hit fairways and and make putts. Um, so yeah, it it just kind of I don't know. We just had we just had really good week off the golf course as well, and that's how it was. Yeah. Would you um, cut off a finger to win the Masters three times in a row? Yes. Immediately. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Any finger or just a pinky? Like, all, like what about like I, a, I don't care. a thumb would be a big deal? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> you can have any one. If you give me three green jackets, I'm, I'm in. Same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, dude, it's been like really great to catch up, man. I um I hope I we haven't been going to a lot of tour events recently. Um, but I hope I get to see you. Uh you're coming out for uh the Dell, right? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, you know, we'll find some time. So I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Have a good one, mate. Good to talk. Yeah, you too, Cam. See you soon. See you. Bye.